0: Commanders, and welcome to episode 264 of LAVE Radio, the show that talks about the universe of elite and the fantastic community that surrounds it. I'm your host, Commander Phoenix Tafaya, Chief Archivist of LAVE Station, otherwise known as Colin Ford, and joining me in the orange signed winder bar for this episode, we have our uh, Head of Health and Safety, Commander Edleweiss, that's Ben Mosswoodwood.
1: This is Commander Edelweiss coming in on Final Approach, and we actually, public service announcement, Lave Station, or Lave System, in open, has Squadron ID gankers in Wing of Fours who seem to be associated with Yuri Grom, so, you know, cool. watch your max out there, Commanders.
0: <laughs> Especially if you're joining us at Lave Station itself. We have yeah. our Inhuman Resources Director, Commander Shan. Hello. We have our Levian Space Program Director, Commander Kurgle. Hello. We have our Deputy Trade Attaché, Commander Sovereign. What up? Uh, on Tech this week, we have the uh, fantastic Commander Ventura. Hello. <laughs> Hello. And joining us uh, for uh, this uh, little little hangout that we've got at the moment. We have uh, a commander McKate who is at the moment struggling with his mic, so hopefully we'll hear from him soon. We'll uh we've also got a commander Asena. Uh, <laughs>
2: <laughs>
3: Good job you Aisica. checked how to pronounce that. Eh? thing.
2: At the end is your clue.
0: <laughs> I couldn't hear you over everybody else laughing. Could you could you just say that again?
2: Aesica. A we'll second. There you go. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, and, oh boy, Commander Il Senato.
4: Yes. Uh, hello, guys. Hey, it's a pleasure <laughs> to be here.
0: <laughs> so um, our guest today will be talking about the main subject that we've got later on, which is about um, CQC, or Arena, as it's known. Um so if you want to join us in game, um we are we hanging out around LAVE station or are people
5: oh. going into CQC itself? I'm hanging out in CQC. Come Excellent.
1: Go, I have made it to Lave, but I might well go into CQC as well. But I have been having problems with my uh with my internet and things like that, so I may oh, vanish, I out. may I may vanish, I may drop, yeah, exactly. I'm ha- I've been having issues, so who knows what's going on.
0: Oh, right. So it's, it seems that the gods of the internet are having fun with us again. Um, so, uh, but if you can't get to us in game, you can join us in the Twitch chat channel, which you can access through laveradio.com slash live, and click on the live chat, or go straight to twitch.tv slash laveradio, and hello to everybody in the Twitch chat who's who are being very pleasant, surprisingly. So what we'll do is we'll quickly go around the group, see what they've been up to in the last week or so. And um, so we'll start with uh, Commander Edelweiss. How have you been?
1: Uh, I, if you can hear me, I've been good. Um, I've been taking part of, in the Interstellar Initiative, doing holding of grain because everything else was sold out. Um, so, you know, that's been fun, and I'm now, Oh, it's just been bulk trading, basically, hasn't it? But, you know, things are eating all our stuff. Or, I, somebody's mentioned that these issues with, that we're we're seeing in the galaxy, might be related to the Good Doctor. I don't know if we're going to be coming into that or not in a bit, though, Colin. Huh, interesting.
6: A good no, that's, the good doc, the TV funny.
5: series about the autistic guy. <laughs> no, probably not. No. Definitely I'm not, not an
3: expert on video game narrative. Wibbly-wobbly, wibbly
5: timey-wimey things? No. Possibly.
1: Well, he, he did last for an improbably long time.
0: Oh, dear. And you didn't read the book then, did you?
1: But then to well, out. I know he's a clone, but I wasn't going to give any it's spoilers away. Uh, <laughs> yeah, well, I think a
0: five-year-old book. I think I think you're allowed <laughs> a bit. Spoiler alert, just in case. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Um. Yes, Ben. Anything else?
1: Um. No, that's really. Oh, no. We'll cover that later. So yeah, that's about it for now.
0: Okay. Um. Commander Kurgle, how have you been?
5: Yeah, I've been pretty good. Uh work, uni, playing some games, a little bit of elite, though mostly I've been playing F1 2019 and crashing into walls, which has been a lot of fun. Oh, that sounds fun. Yeah, if you like a super fast going round a corner faster than your eyes can keep up, it's incredible. No VR sadly. Boo. Say, does that's it sound like
1: me trying to follow the good, a
6: good-looking woman on a bike? <laughs>
5: Hey, maybe I'll stream some on our channel on another day. So, Ben,
6: um, if you have that problem, let me now have a restraining order from every female in Birmingham. <laughs> oh, oh, I mean, there was a slight
1: issue, you know, I was cycling the other day, you know, and it, these couple of old grannies were, you know, one of them had a stroke, but the other one was all right.
0: <laughs> oh, my God. Right, moving on. Commander Jan. Oh, have, have you finished, Commander Kurgle, Or: Yeah, no, that's you... pretty much me. Yes, I I can never tell if Bren has decided to interrupt you or not. Um sorry,
1: who am I what am I, huh?
3: Right. Bren. Commander Bren. Commander <laughs> Suverine. <laughs> Hello. Hello. Um I've been really tip top and spiffingly marvellous, thanks. Um what have I been doing? Souverine quickly checks his calendar to find out what the hell his last week is involved. Um Nothing, intensely boring things. Um we had some friends over for supper on um Friday, which was quite fun. Um some friends of the Souvette. Um and um and then on Saturday we had a mate's uh, birthday party. Um but it was abortive because he uh, he and his wife popped into a she wasn't feeling very good, so they popped into um like a, a sort of I guess like a walk-in health clinic thing on the way to the pub where we were all meeting. And um uh the doctor on duty took one look at his the, um at Anna, his wife, and said, um, bloody hell, get to A and E right now. Um so uh, I got a voicemail message um that evening when we'd already left the house, being like, uh so uh, rather than have my birthday party, we're all going to A and E. Um so um so that was a bit dramatic. She was she was completely fine, but it was sort of a bit of a an abortive party, I guess.
6: See, that would be a really fun birthday surprise, isn't it? You send someone to A&E and they got all worried, and all your friends are party-hats and going, surprise!
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it might be a bit macabre. Um, it sort of a, it feels like tempting fate a bit. Um, but sadly, it was not that. It was... Um, she, she's okay. I don't know. I think it was a like a chest infection or something. Um, so that was my weekend, and then um, this week I've been just working and pottering and, um, about as usual. Um, I've been... Uh, of of most interest to uh, to this show, I've uh, been playing Elite after a ten week break, um, and I tell you what, I can absolutely recommend. If you if you start to get annoyed at Elite or feel like you're sort of bumping your head against the the ceiling of a, of how much it has to offer you, take a bit of time out because I came back to the game today and um, I spent about I, a friend of mine and I went and uh, fought a. A basilisk for a while, and then I just flew around. It's such a bloody good game. It's so much fun, um, and even like simple stuff like undocking and jumping and stuff like that. Where I was just like, "Wow, this is amazing!" Um, you know, all that zeal that you feel when you're new to it. Um, so yeah, in uh, things in Elite Lander are very good indeed.
0: That sounds great, um, Commander Shan.
6: Ooh, right, we've start. Uh, haven't done very much uh, gaming at all uh, this week. Um, uh, we, real life wise, there's much mirth and amusement on uh, Wednesday in the Shan household, is because I have signed up for what's called a boot camp, which is nine weeks of intense exercise to try and get fit. <laughs> And not only was the mirth came from the thought of me signing up for nine weeks of intense exercise, but um, bets and and gambling was also entailed as to the percentage of body fat I have, my weight, and all sorts of other physical attributes that measure one's fitness between uh, Mrs. Shan and my eldest son. So... We shall see how that goes, and I'm told it's not fun, but you'll feel really good afterwards, which I find a bit contradictory. Um,
3: yeah, people say you, that about all the shit things in life,
6: like yeah, yeah, and it's like, oh, this you oh oh you'll you like this bit. This is torture. And I go what? <laughs> Lovely,
0: <laughs> um, Commander Ilsenato, Senato. Senato? How do, Senato, getting, Senato, Senato, Hey right.
4: guys, hello, Hi. hello again.
0: Hello. Um, what have you been up to for the last week or so?
4: Well, uh, actually, I've been busy with uh, some, uh, you know, real-life uh, stuff, other, other activities that kept me busy and kind of away from Elite Dangerous. But uh, um, actually, the, the latest activities I've been doing um, in the game were actually mining. <laughs> I, got a, um, I got a nice uh, uh, cutter, which is uh, specifically outfitted for, for mining and mining. That kind of stuff. Uh, well, uh, besides CQC, of course, uh, but uh, mainly, you know, uh, since I, I was looking for some big money <laughs> for, uh, you know, the upcoming uh, carriers and that kind of stuff, uh, uh, I I decided to uh, think before and uh, you know, uh, trying to get as much money as I could. So <laughs> I'm pretty satisfied of uh, the amount of money I, I got. So but how much did you get? Something like pff, 18 billions. 18 billion? Yeah, something like well, that. Have
3: you, have you been yeah. doing nothing but juggling void opals for a while? <laughs> <laughs>
4: maybe, (laughs) maybe, yeah, yeah, Uh, unfortunately, I couldn't make uh, uh, that amount of money in CQC, but I'll explain, (laughs) I'll I'll explain, I'll explain why, because, yeah, I'll I'll explain why afterwards, but yeah, mainly, mainly mining, actually, I mean, also, I, I quite enjoyed uh, doing some uh, PvP organized fights, but uh, I'm looking for money. <laughs> I, I'm, you know, I'm like, uh, I'm like, you know, Uncle Scrooge, you know. <laughs> so always looking for. Uh, for... <laughs> no, Mar- no, Marcus. Sorry, I can't give you one billion. Sorry, Marcus. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Uh, looking the comments and no, sorry, Marcus, can't give. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, overall, it's it's pretty fine, I guess. Excellent.
0: Um, Commander, oh, here we go. Asica. Correct. That's correct.
2: That's correct. Well, uh, I've not had 18 billion credits worth of fun, but uh, it has been a really fascinating time recently. I set up my own squadron, Seper Oud, and uh, we ended up allying with the Galactic Archive. So we're PS4 where they PS, sorry, PC and Xbox. So they had a war last weekend, and we deployed a ton of troops over there, shot down about 300 ships, and despite the lack of cross-play, managed to win the war in alliance with a squadron from another platform. So that was really a fantastic end to the weekend for us. That was It was just a really good collaborative piece of gameplay that we had. So that's my latest news.
3: Sounds fun.
0: Yes, and um, yes, we've got, I guess, another person to add to the kind of Celtic vibe that is constantly added to this podcast. I don't know
2: how it's so Scottish how that happened, but we're everywhere. Uh,
0: I don't know, it's getting a bit shortbread. Um, (laughs) So, um, hopefully we'll be joined later by uh, a couple of extra CQC commanders. Uh, They're trying to sort out mics and so on. Um, But let's go through the development news that has happened this week. Well, obviously, this Thursday, uh, well, last Thursday, rather, um, September update, even though we're halfway through October, patch three came out. Now, this does seem to fix quite a lot of issues, um, and it certainly settled my game down. So how has everybody found it?
3: I haven't noticed a single bug since I've been
2: uh, back in the game. And what platform are you on, sorry? Uh, PC. Right. You wouldn't. I mean, PS4's been riddled. Again, we've been working with our allies to kind of cross-reference the bugs and see what's been happening. And we've seen a lot that have crossed over. The mission board errors, the module priority errors. I left the station the other day with about 200% power usage because everything from my cutter had been put into a Viper which was fantastic. But it has eased greatly, I feel. Hmm.
0: Right. I mean, I must admit um, I was having severe problems with the power allocation bug but um, that seems to have gone the way of the dodo, thankfully.
6: I'm glad also they fixed the bug where First discovered and first mapped uh, planets and systems were not showing up because um, there's a few systems I'm really, really glad I got. And when they weren't there, it's like, oh, crumbs, I've had to be, be big race again to rediscover them. But fortunately, they were restored in this patch. So, well,
2: I mean, with all of these things, it's been terrifying as if they might not come back. All your engineered modules, for example. But in fairness to FDev. All the issues that the patch has turned up have been rectified, and the server seems to have maintained integrity.
0: I mean, it's actually quite interesting to get the perspective from console owners because um, the PC version, as far as I'm concerned, does seem to have settled down quite a lot. Um, does any? Um, I know there's still an issue with some some of the stuff on the Xbox, but. Does the PS4 seem to be a lot stabler?
2: Um, Since about the 30th, most things have calmed down, 30th September, we still have a bug where the stations are showing the opposite way when you're approaching them in Super Cruise. Um, And there's a module priorities. Bugs have been reported as recently as the 10th. But they seem to be intermittent, which, of course, as a lot of you may have computer backgrounds will know, that's the worst kind of bug. If it's intermittent, you can't work out Mm -hmm. why it's happening. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it is settling, but quite a lot of people are still reporting quite a lot of bugs.
0: Right. Um, Well, (sighs) uh, apart from uh, the patch, um, obviously we've had a couple of live streams since then. Um, The top one has been the full throttle at... Parico, which was uh, an official Frontiers Development buckyball race with the fantastic commander Alec Turner, um, who, must admit, dropped as many live radio bombs as he could during <laughs> that, during that uh, broadcast. The, the check is in the post. <laughs> um, what did everybody think of that?
6: I, I thought it was pretty good, actually. Although, my top stream of the week award goes to a stream I watched for about 10 minutes yesterday, which was 66,000 people watching a live stream of the Black Hole in Fortnite. And there was a combined total of 287,000 people across all the Fortnite streams doing nothing but sitting there watching the Black Hole.
3: What's the Black Hole?
2: Yeah, a lot of us don't know what Fortnite does. Um, well, I, I, I have, have read to... this story, it's everywhere
6: but... Yeah, it was, it was a brilliant piece of marketing, um, basically what it was, it was it's, I, I guess we could come on, it, it could tie into CQC I guess, but imagine the whole universe of Elite um, hmm. all of a sudden being destroyed and replaced with just a black stars, and that's all you see and all you can do, because that's what they did with Fortnite, is they took a B game map in Fortnite had a meteor shower and basically obliterated the entire map, killed all the players, as soon as you logged on, you were dead. All you could see if you loaded the game up was this black hole. <laughs> and it was the end of the it was the end of the season. So it's basically they had they have a new map which has been released today. There's all some new stuff they're doing. Yeah. So to bridge the gap, they blew up the entire game universe and replaced it with the black hole. And two hundred 80 odd thousand people were streaming just this black hole.
2: This <laughs> Which remarkable. is a great example of how quite small pieces of content, because you know that isn't a massive literary stretch, can really engage a community. It's the kind of thing FDev should be doing.
6: Yeah. I mean, it's totally courageous, really. I mean, it's. Yeah, it's, I mean, I know we're talking about Frontier live streams, but you just kind of want them to do something that drastic and we talked long long ago about Fargoids and the threat and etc, but Frontier really should have been more adventurous for stuff like that because I mean, it brings people oh, in It Oh, oh hang, hang on.
0: Hang on, shannon are you going to go off about that we want the bubble to burn
6: rant again? No, <laughs> no, I don't necessarily think it's the bubble, but I just think that Frontiers should not be afraid to do something radical for fear of upsetting players. Because Absolutely not. I mean, you the, saw the, the result
2: route. when Professor Palin was chucked out of his base. That really engaged people. And we've never really had much follow-up as to why that was started or what the end game of that was. But it was a good, small, useful piece of content. Didn't do yeah, of work, generated I'll, a lot of interest.
3: Yeah, change, change, changing the game, change, changing the game map um, permanently is a, is really good. I mean, like Cataclysm in, in World of Warcraft was quite controversial, but um, I don't think that. But I think nostalgia is probably one of the main drivers of that. Um, I, I'm not a World of Warcraft player, so I can't talk about the before and after particularly. But um, big permanent changes to to MMO game spaces are a way of marking time and and sort of giving universes the feel, the, the, the sensation that they're evolving and changing.
6: Well, well, that's right, because Fortnite was starting to tail off a bit, and this has brought it, made it fresh again. And, yeah, I, I, I'm with you with the, um, about Professor Palin, although where he moved does annoy me, because I, I hold the first map, of Professor Palin's planet that he's on and he still owes me rent.
2: <laughs> <I'm
6: gonna laughs>
2: I don't say, own it. <laughs> to you, though. <laughs> Most of the community aren't affected by that particular.
6: Yeah, but he still owes me rent. Okay, well, uh, right, well how many I will take, I I will take the opportunity here
2: to
0: welcome uh, Colonel Ace Scouse to the chat, another see <laughs> c- gentleman.
7: How are you, lads? All right.
0: All right. Nice glad, to you, glad to have you along. Thanks I very you... much. Scouse by name, Scouse by nature?
7: Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Red through and through. Born and bred, I'm afraid.
0: That's fair enough. Uh, we've got enough red and blues over, over in Manchester to... Uh, to give you a bit of a of a run for your money at the moment, but
7: I've just come back. I was just working over there for like three days last week, so uh, yeah, I made the long journey by uh, via motorway and stuck in traffic for God knows how long. But yeah, back down in the southeast now. Ooh,
0: you have my commiserations. Cons- anyway,
7: <laughs> <laughs> so um,
0: we, I mean, we were just discussing the um, the overview of the, of the uh, the the. Lucky ball throt, uh, event, but
6: that seemed to have uh, seemed to have diverged into Fortnite for some reason. But well, in fact, it was it was a live stream, and I compare how entertaining Frontier live streams are compared to, a to black, black hole. Black hole. <laughs> and to be honest, I was more interested in the black hole because it it wasn't the fact that what was on screen, it was the intent and the courage and what and the shared balls of it that was behind the black hole, and it was ballsy, yeah sometimes I just think that some frontier live stream could do a bit more of an edge, I think.
7: Coming in halfway through the conversation, what's this? What's this? I know the Buckyball, I mean, I got into Elite on PC way back when it kind of started, um, and then kind of moved away and jumped on the PS4 for a bit to see how it would crack on on there. But the Buckyball was all about, you know, the full-on racing around the stations, that kind of business from what I remember when I was on PC. is it, Has it changed something? Have I missed something? No, it's still that. Still, It's, still oh, that. it's, it's still mostly tank trails. Right, yeah, yeah. It was it was pretty good. I mean, when they first started it, you could uh, it was a bit like um, Mad Max in space kind of thing. You know, you, you'd have like select weaponry, and you could like knock people out as well as overtake people and have teams and knock them out of the way and stuff like that. But now they're just doing time trials, are they?
3: Yeah, I haven't heard of them talking about um, weaponizing it at all. We oh, talked okay. about it during the racing one, and I think everybody's consensus was that um, it's plenty gnarly enough as it is. Um, but that sounds really fun, actually. I love
0: racing with weapons. Asa, can you come in then?
3: Yeah,
2: it's, it's Asa, but... Asa, uh, yes. <laughs> <get that. laughs> but so far, everybody's saying the live radio
0: drinking game will be getting hammered, so carry on.
2: Right. If you hop onto the Buckyball Discord just now, they're actually starting to work on quite a few new initiatives. It's worth a look if, if nobody's a member of that Discord.
7: Yeah, I'll take right. a butcher's. I'll take a butcher's just to, uh, just to fill in what I've missed.
2: Yeah, no, they seem to be... They've got four or five events planned. I've not looked into it in detail, but I saw a few things pop up literally today.
7: Okay. I mean, um, I, I, McCate was saying something about you wanted to pull us both in. I think McCate's having a little bit of a problem with some kind of headset. But, um, yeah, you wanted to pull us in for ideas on, on CQC. Have yeah, we'll yeah I think
2: there's a scheduled discussion... We'll be coming sure. on to that
0: uh, in a bit. We just need to get a, a little bit of the, the usual news and, and current affairs in the game. Oh, out I
7: apologise. I'm jumping the gun here,
0: aren't I? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, but we
7: appreciate the enthusiasm. Always enthusiastic, we we'll see if you see. There's <laughs> it also
1: another like... coming idea of actually staying on the fucking targets?
2: Uh, well, that looks like Max, Mike, may be working now. so hopefully we'll have everybody involved by the time we get there.
0: Sorry. Yeah, hopefully. So um, moving on from that, obviously, uh, after a lot of speculation last week, um, they announced the Scourge, which is the new interstellar initiative. We were kind of due for one. Um, uh, I think everybody was dead on the money that, uh, that we weren't going to have a, an interstellar initiative while they were going through the uh, the upgrade but um yes it started and it's to do with the crops not working um what did everybody think of this the way that they, they've built up to this because i have i was actually quite impressed
3: yeah i really like i, I really like the way that they um that they seeded it with quite quite a lot of um... <laughs> seeded it
6: like did uh, that, what, yeah. I, what i liked about it is how they created a huge credit rush that people got rich and then took all the credits away so they then couldn't buy any food as well
3: (laughs) that's the reason for the (laughs) famines
0: so is that that the reason why the famines happened you think everyone in the leave in deso decided let's go to ridquack and get all the fertiliser (laughs)
7: <laughs> Sounds like standard business to me. Ex-
6: it was it was it was a comment on the credit exploit. But yeah, I, I do actually think it's it's very good how they are built up to it. But as with everything, it depends on the end result. What's the payoff? Because, <laughs> Can't you just uh, uh, well, enjoy I mean, it as it goes along? As, as oh, no, it, as no, it no. unfolds? So I'm I'm about I'm about to say something happy. So hold on. To
0: oh, okay. One. Okay. Oh God! Everybody, charge your glasses.
6: What well, I was about to say before Colin rather grumpily interrupted me <laughs> was um, what I wonder is that there's been some comments in the game about the famine state not being common enough to produce pharmaceutical isolators and others. Engineering materials, so mm. I'm wondering whether the end result of this will be that the engineering materials that had been missing and scarce now become more common because the famine state and whatnot is now more common than it was. So that's the happy bit.
0: Oh, right, fair enough. Even though actually they've come up with a new BGS state just for this, called blight. Uh, I mean. Uh, it, it appears that um, a system that is suffering from blight is normally, it does, it's not just restricted to agricultural uh, systems. And as they have got blight, it does seem that they're still able to export grain. But at the moment, there's no fresh produce available in Lave, DCU, or, or A. And um, that seems to be the, the state beyond blight, because everything's gone into civil unrest. But there's still no sign of the famine, um, BGS State, for for your engineering stuff, Sean.
6: Yeah, well, possibly, but I'm just thinking, do you remember many, many years ago, there was a, uh, it wasn't quite a community goal, but there was a Cerberus plague, wasn't it? And it was found to be spread by players going from infected systems to non-infected systems. Hmm. Mm. so i'm just wondering whether that same mechanic is now in play here and therefore blight is spreading spreading. i mean when i saw this the blight state i immediately thought of interstellar you know Mm. uh, and that thing like that but maybe blight will replace famine i don't know but it's it's a really i really like the twist and the way it's potentially going i hope it's players Spreading the infection because if it is, I know where I'm going to go. I'm going to go to every system I possibly can that's infected and spread it. So so I really hope it's that, although I do hope they avoid the World of Warcraft version uh, of something similar. Do you remember that, World of Warcraft? Very, very. Yes.
0: I ap- I apologise, Shan, because basically I have never played World of Warcraft.
6: Oh, it's a very famous. Um... Yeah, I haven't played it. but I know that. I know that. <laughs> the, the only thing. Do you want to, do you want to the out only thing I days? know about
0: World of Warcraft is Leroy Jenkins. That's all I know.
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh, Blood, yeah. was a, it was... <laughs> Blood Lake was. We've all that. Blood was interesting because it was. Um uh it was interesting from the point of view uh that it was a it was essentially an in game uh act, sort of virus it was a bug that that spread like a like a like a real world disease and um uh and uh it was essentially a there was a um there was a particular piece of content like a raid or something that um that had sort of one of the gimmicks of it was that your pet would contract a disease when you when you entered the the dungeon or whatever um and there was a bug with the way that was originally coded and by the time um uh by the time players had uh, done the content and and anybody who had a, had uh, a pet deployed um while they were while they were doing it the um the the disease stayed with the pet when they logged out of the dungeon um and it, and it was like it was called the blood play because apparently like they um they'd die, uh, the pet would die and, and leave a, a skeleton with, with blood everywhere or or something. Um but it was bugged. So once you once you left the dungeon and your pet still had it, um everybody that came into contact with that pet afterwards caught it as well. Um and the devs didn't really know how to address this. And it's um what was fascinating was because I think it, it happened like ten ten years ago or something. So it was it was quite sort of early on in in um in terms of like um I, I guess it was uh an an online game behaving in like the real world because they had sort of a quarantine state where people would they they had people who didn't want to go to any of the city centers because they didn't want to contract it they had people staying away from any any congregations of players because they didn't want to risk catching it um and some of the cities were just completely decimated and just full of corpses um, so um, it was
6: it was a lot like a real-world plague. Yes, because it, it actually killed the player, didn't it? It permanently killed the player, so... I don't think it permanently killed them, but it killed them any time they logged in, so as soon as they logged in, it would be they die again. Uh, it's, it's now being used as a study in what could happen in a pandemic. Yeah, exactly. You had yeah. People, as Sue said, you've got people who consciously avoided any other player to not get it, and then, of course, you had the other... Um, funny people, giggle, giggle, who would go around and contract it and see how many people they could spread it to before they succumbed. So nice one. It, it was really interesting and I'm just, I'm kind of hoping this plague or this uh, blight state we've got in now is a little bit like that because if so, it would, really, it would really make the game fun again to cause as much chaos and plague as possible. <sighs> well, uh,
2: one of my players pointed out that uh, we had issued a virus to the Thargoids, so this might be a reaction to that. They might have infiltrated us with some kind of plague.
0: Yes, virus. So the, the virus uh, revenge plague, you mean?
2: One hopes that that would be a... I mean, I mean, that would be a fantastic piece of story to pick up and go
6: with. Yeah, that would be, uh, that would be good, actually. It
3: kind
2: one of would. One also happened. suspects it won't be.
6: Yeah, although it does kind of become a bit pointless, because our pilots don't actually eat, so therefore <laughs> they do, every time you, whenever you're not whenever you don't our eat, pilots but we,
3: f- anyway. we feed others.
0: Yeah, I mean, there, there is um, a knock-on effect to this in the BGS, I understand, so um, we still don't know what effect the blight state's going to have on it, so it's going to be interesting over the next couple of weeks to see how this develops. Um, does anybody want some uh, some final wrap up on, on this before we move on
1: there is a little bit of conspiracy theory along with the Thargoids so Colin I believe you're familiar with uh, Frontier First Encounters and the storyline involving Laith in that
0: actually you'll have to remind me about that, I thought all that uh- stuff had been binned
1: Well, it might have been binned, but just because it was binned originally doesn't mean say it can't be retconned back in. (laughs) So, if I remember correctly, Dr. Warden was rather interested in doing nasty things with lavian tree grubs, using them to infect grain, spreading that grain around, and basically wiping out humanity.
0: Oh, actually. Isn't, isn't that more like Lave Revolution?
1: Well, that is
0: the plot but, for yeah. Lave Revolution.
1: Uh, okay, I thought that came around. I thought it was being <laughs> done. No. I thought it started out in the Frontier First and uh,
0: um, Not that I'm aware of. Okay, What's well, happened
3: on... in uh, Frontier First yeah.
0: and, and be... It's a pity Alan was on last week because we could have brought yeah. him in and he would have set you right. <laughs> he he
3: would have. I thought Alan created uh, those characters. That's interesting.
0: Uh, no, Dr. Walden was actually part of the game before, but um, what happened was that Alan took took what little there was background in uh, Elite Encounters and it just basically ran with it to create uh, one of my yeah. favourite books, actually. Not to sound too rosy, yeah. but...
1: I've only read it a couple of times and that was a long time ago when I was on holiday.
0: Oh, get the audiobook, it's fantastic. The audiobook yeah. is really good. Yeah. Chris has, um, Chris has managed to pull out all the stops
1: on that one, so
0: right. I might even lend you mine
1: <laughs> But yes, anyway, anyway, so something along those lines So this could all actually be Alan's faults
6: <laughs> yeah, it yeah Hashtag, hashtag believe Alan <laughs> It is interesting how most stuff to do with the Thargoids seems to be the fault of Ray Radio to some extent It does like you mentioned isn't it, it? Because you guys blew up the first Thargoid no, the thing, yeah.
1: well, Mister Usher. Well, Mister Usher gave us the idea. We just implemented it. It is yes. what? Mister Usher gave us the idea. We just implemented his idea.
3: To what? Like the idea to
0: what? Okay, let let me explain this to Sovereign. One of the re- we decided to test out um, Guardian uh, artifacts in the, the Thargoid yeah. base, and basically, we basically made the Thargoid base explode.
3: Oh right. Were you the was Leif the first
6: the first yes. people to do the um, We oh, were right. the first
0: one to do this and it was the first ones to turn around to Pants Brown, so
6: And I'll soon after the Thargoids started to attack. It's our fault.
2: Yeah. yeah. You know, on the subject of community goals, the interstellar initiatives, it's something I hope we'll talk about later. Yes. What we seem to see from Fdev is Promises made, and then they're broken shortly afterwards. Ideas created that then
3: dissipate
2: into nothing. So with the Interstellar Initiative, when we first talked about doing this interview, we had had two, and then about three months' silence. Just before this interview was started, they've launched the third. There's, as we've talked about with the Professor Palin, base extraction, there's so many small, tiny things that could be done to increase the quality and breadth of the narrative that just aren't happening. Um, so I'm glad to see third community goal happening. But I, I hope we're not going to be waiting three months before another.
0: I think at the moment what um, the, the strategy that they've got is, is basically the we have um, an Internet Stellar initiative, an update then another interstellar initiative, and then an up- another update. So we kind of get them alternate every other... other every that year. sounds
2: like a 24-month plan at the moment, though.
0: But yeah, and to tell you the truth, that's the interstellar yeah. initiatives are supposed to be what keeps us veterans interested mm. in the game while they improve the new player experience.
2: But I'm sorry, um, I, perhaps that wasn't 100% clear. That the, the issue I have is that, the work they have to do to create something like that is very, very minor. You could have an intern coming up with a. They,
3: well, of, they they've, they've what they call it. them, it's the fan score. It's sorry? not the story. It, sorry to interrupt you, but they they have told us when they're on the show they have they have told us that the interstellar initiatives are actually a lot more work to create than we than we give them credit for. Um, That's the, possibly
2: um, true. One would hope that that sheer amount of work that they claim would then be visible in the game, but. Maybe I I just don't. It seems to me that there is a mechanism for moving things from a station to another station with a narrative that accompanies fighting wars in a particular system with a narrative that accompanies it. That's pretty easy to accomplish. And I may be wrong, but it seems to me that those things should be quite quick and easy to achieve. I think the and if they say it's not, other developers are doing it. Well, to your Fortnite example. Other developers are doing it very easily and quickly in response to what the community wants, and that's what we're not seeing.
0: Right. Okay, well, um, I mean, obviously we've got lots of, uh, I mean, there's been a lot of anger in the community with the last update and the lack of content for the older (laughs) uh, generation, if you like. Um, But it's something that we'll be going back to later. Sylv, do you want to just jump in?
3: I, I, the, two comments, I guess. One, the elite dangerous team at Frontier is about 100 people, but 85 of those are working on 2020 content. They're not even working on the current build. So what we've got is a nearly a triple MMO. Um, let's call it a double A MMO, which actually has the team of a team of 15 working on it, which includes the community team. Um, which means that in terms of actual devs, you've probably got something like nine, eight, nine, or 10 actual. To, like coders working on Elite Dangerous this year and for the next twelve months, um, most of those because because you know, as we're all aware, the game is very buggy. Most of those are probably bug smashing. So when when you take when, when you when you think of it in in those terms, you're at, we've actually got a very very skeleton crew dealing with things like writing, um, coming up with interstellar initiatives, putting the content together, balancing any assets, coming up with any um, somebody's coffee machines going um coming up with any um uh any designs for decals working out reward structures all that sort of thing um so and and, and i guess the the only other comment is um the the, the schedule of interstellar initiatives has not actually been um it, it's been uh absolutely as front as it would be they said that there would be a, an update every four months or so the updates have been slightly later than they said um and um the interstellar initiatives would be about uh, there'll be about six weeks between um, each of those and and slash or an update. They come before or after, um, and that has been. That's exactly how it's gone. So I don't think that we can. I don't think we can accuse Frontier of not doing what they said they'd do in that regard.
2: And I don't think I was. I think you make a very good point. They have a massive amount of the existing development team devoted to 2020. The nine you say remain, if that's an accurate figure. It's a guess, really. I- yeah, I know. I'm just saying I think the nine that remain could just do a small bit more, and it would only be 10%, 20% more. To communicate what's happening to the community, to develop a little further the results and goals of these interstellar and community they could be doing it a lot better for a few percent more effort, Is my, is my point.
0: Right. Well, um, I, I, I will actually admit there's, there has been a couple of um, points where I would agree with you there, because there, there's a couple of times I've just gone, oh, they just needed to push that li- little bit further. Exactly. And it would have been phenomenal. But, um, yeah, I think they are limited by the amount of resource that they've got available to them. and Which, which does I, gender I a that, whole that, other uh,
2: discussion, which we probably don't have time for now.
0: Not and no, we do not. And I think we've managed to generate two weeks of <laughs> you know of those those things for the last uh, the last couple of episodes. To be honest, mm-hmm. so. Um, uh, Commander Ventura, was this about um, Dave Pearson posting something about the food across the galaxy? Because I wasn't aware of this one.
3: It does come at an interesting time, actually.
2: It, that was actually that was that not the one I'm sure. Uh, Shan was talking about that a wee while ago. It was one you calculated how much,
1: how many planets from the galaxy, and then how much. Food. Oh yeah. So I thought maybe that that might actually come after, you know, this initiative is basically talking about food. So that was just mm. what I was thinking about.
0: Yeah, I mean th- that that is actually a very good point because as soon as those um, news items start to um uh, uh come along it, it just seemed that that's when D, uh, David decided to work that one out and now it seems to have escalated more with the blade. Shan?
6: I was just about to say I think it's, it's David's fault this one. They they, they looked at it and <laughs> thought right, okay we'll show him <laughs> then they put it in
0: um, somehow I get the impression that um the uh, interstellar initiatives have all been written, all up to the 2020 update. Yeah, I agree. And that the, they they are planning these things out carefully. I do know that they they've, they apparently have taken just a second writer, uh, but um, just we'll just have to wait and see how this situation develops. So, um, if it's okay with everybody. Um, I think well, there is the newsletter that that came out uh, on Friday. However, there doesn't seem to be much in there that we
3: haven't already covered either, already or in previous episodes. Is there? Is can there I anything? just can I motion that we just scrap the newsletter? Session? Like with you know, no offense, Frontier, if you're listening, but the newsletter used to be an interesting source of news about what's coming up in elite. Now it is. This is what's, what's happened.
2: The, no, yeah. it's
3: not even that. It's the, this is this is a recap of Galnet. This is someone's shit they made out of Lego. This is um, uh, I don't know. This is what this is what's on offer in the store this week. Um, you know, the, the newsletter is never. I, I've been on the show for about a year now, and I don't think we've wow. ever said like, oh, we need to discuss the newsletter. Like, it's just it is just rubbish. Like, there's no there's no point us every week saying, oh, I don't think there's much in the newsletter this week. <laughs> <laughs> we might as well say, well, eggs are still eggs.
0: Yeah, that is, that is a very good point. Meanwhile, wasn't there a Sagittarius Eye thing that came out this week? <laughs>
3: <laughs> we well, yeah, we released another video. Um, our videos are bloody brilliant. Now. I'm, I'm not actually involved in video production, but um, the guys who do it are um, they are like a finely oiled machine now, um, and um, the stuff they're br- they're bringing out is totally fantastic. Um, so we the, we are continuing. Our documentary series um which is now has been going since the spring i think and we've probably released about 10 of them i reckon and they are sort of quite long form discursive videos um that usually use the um they they normally use uh a an article from a from a back issue of the magazine um as um inspiration and um uh and they sort of deal with a, a topic in depth. So we've done them on things like mining. We've done them on. Uh, we've got a, a sub-series called Ships You Don't Fly, which are um, uh, sort of in-depth looks at ships that nobody buys. Um, and uh, we did a. And, and this week's was Ships You Don't Fly, the Atlas Scout, um, which uh, is from uh, an, an article that we wrote for the magazine about a year ago, maybe eighteen months ago. And and it's, the quality is really really excellent. So um yeah, do do check it out if you're if you have like watching YouTube and spaceships.
2: There's there is
0: one thing I do have to just jump in there. The ASP Scout, that yeah. never gets scanned, does it?
3: It's got one of the highest stealth ratings in the game, which is that unseen stat that Frontier revealed a couple of years ago.
0: Yeah. It's uh, so if you want to do smuggling, even though everybody hates the Damn thing, it might be the best one to fly illegal goods.
3: I actually don't mind the. Um, I, don't know, I haven't said that. I've never, I've never flown it. But in terms of like appearance and stats and stuff, the, the Aston Scout doesn't look too bad. I, I had a hankering to buy one for smuggling the other day. Mm.
0: No, it's. Uh... <laughs> yeah, um, unless said that, otherwise we'll start talking about the Cold Mark Four, and and we all know what I think of that one. Anyway. Um, What we're going to do now is uh, we're going to go for a quick break and uh, then we'll come back with our main discussion.
8: 4. Go to FuelRats.org and click Get Help. 5. Stay calm, hold your breath, and let our seasoned professionals do what they do best. The Fuel Rats. We have fuel, you don't. Any questions? Hey, buddy. Why the long phase? Exploring is boring! What? What makes you say so? Because I have to scoop for fuel at every single store. And then the voices I hear in the store tell me to kill the emperor! Whoa! Sounds like you've got a case of space madness. What you really need is really big gas tank. What? With really big gas tank, you'll be sailing the Milky Way in style and comfort. No more hanging out at every stupid store just to refuel. It's as easy as honk and go. Got to get to Beagle Point for a romantic interlude? Just honk and go! Want to be the buckiest ball in the galaxy? Just honk and go! And if you fill your really big gas tank with patented Jumbonium 5000, you can honk and go, go, go! Gee, thanks, mister! No, thank you. Really big gas tank. Because why wait when you can hung and go? Japanese five thousand has been known to cause extra arm growth, outdoor typism, and spontaneous target place. Use only as drug.
0: Space can be lonely, but sometimes that's just what you
3: want. Choose your holiday: the gas giants of Alioth, partying the night away in Yorkville on Aquila. Or even, go back and find your ancestors
0: for her. The Rockforth Corporation makes your holiday special. And will let nothing disturb you.
8: Eddie Lee Wise here. Our family-run business looks after all your sartorial needs. Whether you need something to turn your pink python purple, or you want to wrap your buns up in a nice tight flight suit, my husband Ken can sort you right out. He's an expert at inside leg, and my wife Barb's is a whiz with a sewing machine. Bespoke tarting for you and your ship. Visit Eddie and Sons, plus my daughters, at Lave Station. Right, sir. Cough, please.
0: And oh, welcome back. Um, <laughs> during that uh, lively discussion during the break, which you will never hear, um, we will we were discussing a whole load of uh, points, which will be coming up later in the discussion. So um, I'd just like to welcome our, our three um, CQC players. Unfortunately, Macate can't make it. He seems to be having a little bit of trouble with the uh, with the, his microphone, um, but. Um, First of all, uh, would any of you, the CQC players, would like to explain what exactly CQC or Arena is for the newbies who have got no idea what it is?
4: Who oh, uh, uh, wants oh. to try this? <laughs> 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 uh, should I go with this? All right. Yes, you uh, go with that. Uh, all right, all right. Uh, so CQC is basically... Um, uh, Uh, PvP-only, deathmatch-based arena gameplay, which is completely separated from uh, the main game. So think of Elite Dangerous, right? Think of the main game uh, where you have uh, all the ships and you can fly everywhere, anywhere. Okay, that's a thing. While the arena is a completely different one because it has closed arenas, you know, think about uh, uh, '90s uh, uh, first-person shooter arenas, where you have uh, an actual arena where you can't escape from. So y- you are there, and you are, and you have to play there. You cannot escape. You cannot go. Uh, you cannot go anywhere. Uh, you start in the arena, and you fight in the arena. You uh, you die. You respawn. And you keep fighting. It's uh, a score-based uh, gameplay. So uh, basically, uh, if you want to win, you gotta gotta score the most points. Um, there are different limits for different modes. We have uh, three modes, which are deathmatch. Uh, uh, you know, basically deathmatch. So yeah. Uh, everyone, yeah, everyone for uh, on his own, a uh, team deathmatch uh which uh, well uh, self explanatory so
7: it's a team based 4v4 that one yeah for
4: four yeah the, the limit of players that's that's another thing yeah and capture the flag uh where you have to yeah it's uh, they, they're very uh similar to uh, you know uh, old school uh first uh, person, uh, person gameplay uh, yeah. that we use it to play in the early years. Yeah, it's very it's based on that. So the limit of players is eight, and um, it's just a design choice. And I think it's a pre- it's a pretty good one because I don't think that adding too many players will actually improve the quality of the gameplay. So we are stuck with a limit of eight players. But, uh, but it's good. So um, uh, in the death match, it will be anyone uh, for, uh, for his own, and in the team deathmatch, match will be a team, there will be a team of four against a team of four, and the same will be for the capture of the flag. But uh, of course, in the capture of the flag, you will have also to score the points by uh, capturing the, uh, the, enemies, uh, the enemy team uh, flag, of course.
7: So, so that. I, can, that's, sorry, I was just going to say if I could just yeah. just carry on yeah, from yeah. where Sneso left off. Yeah, so yeah, so it, yeah, right. you got you got your three you got your three main game modes. Yeah, so team deathmatch, yes. capture the flag, and and deathmatch. Um, so in it, just just going through the mechanics of it if, if you want me to take the mechanics on it so you can start off the game now they've brought it down it used to be four players to start off in deathmatch. have brought that down to two makes it a lot easier to get a game going and a lot of people have gone oh i go on there i can't find a game so that makes it a little bit easier Um, The mechanics in the actual game itself, so you start off the game with now just two of you in deathmatch. You've got the arena. I think we've got about four arenas you can play in. Uh, You'll have certain structures or buildings, if you want to call them, uh, within the game. And yeah, it is quarter combat, so that's where the CQC comes from. So you're within the arena. You can't run away. Um, uh, So the idea is you've also got some power-ups in there. Um, These are like rings, colored rings. Uh, It works out where you've got uh, like a weapons power-up. I think gives you another 30% to your weapons through the red one. Uh, You've got a blue one, which gives you stealth. So you go through there and you can't see... If you've gone through, the enemies now can't see you on the uh, radar. uh, And they can't target you, so they have to shoot you by line of sight. Um, The other one is kind of like a a shield boost. Gives you another 30% to your shields. And that, I think, is yellow. Um, and then the fourth one is green, so you go through that as like a, a speed boost or what they call speed surge. So it gives you a very, very small, I think it's about four seconds speed boost, so it c- kind of gets you out of trouble if you like. Um, you, you just you start off the game, I think it starts off with about seven and a half minutes. The idea is is to get to uh, 750 points before anybody else does. If you do, you win the game, or if the timer runs out and you happen to be at the top of the leaderboard at the time, you win the game. Um, and then you've got Team Deathmatch, yeah, 4v4 is a maximum, Um, so you've got eight players in total. Exactly the same principle as Deathmatch, however, you've got Blues, which are on your side, Red's the enemy, and then you go over to um, Capture the Flag, so exactly as um, Sinessa uh, Sinessa was saying, it's um, it's a little bit like Space Footy, if you like, so you start off, uh, say four of you defending your flag, you'll probably send... Two on attack, two in defense. That's generally how it works out. Um, Nick the other guy's flag, bring it back to your base. And once you've got it to your base, put it through your own uh, hoop. However, if somebody has taken their flag and you've... uh, If somebody's taken your flag and you've taken their flag, you have to kill that person with the flag and take the flag in order to uh, score the goal. So that'd be quite good fun. Plus, you can shoot people along the way.
2: Yeah, so obviously, Sonata has... A lot of enthusiasm, (laughs) skills, a lot of knowledge. And uh, one thing I'd like to mention is is that another thing about CQC, you were saying maybe eight is too much, maybe it's too little. It's a great balance between organized PvP and one-on-one. You can fight one-on-one, you can fight four-on-four, two-on-three, whatever you want. It never ends up being a bloodbath. Not. But this does revolve around quantity of players, which is what we're here to try and increase. Once you have a quantity of players, you can get the matchmaking right, you can get the balance right. It becomes yeah, be- one of the best ways to experience combat in a league.
4: Okay,
0: Ilsenetok, do you want to come in there?
4: Yeah, yeah sure yeah it was uh, yeah I was about uh, to expand uh, what uh, Ezika was uh, about to say because uh, we actually got a ranked uh, uh, an actual ranked matchmaking system there so uh, that matchmaking system makes sure that uh, uh, you are going to play with the players of uh, of your level so you're never going uh, I mean uh, assuming there are enough players, of course, uh, you're never going to play against people who are extremely uh, good or extremely, uh, well, <laughs> new compared to your level. So that also makes uh, uh, pretty much uh, uh, well-balanced system. And uh, yeah, I, was, uh, I also wanted to the point, uh, because uh, yeah, uh, as we all see here right now in, uh, uh, in Kurgal Stream, it's about uh, f- uh, f- uh, of course uh, space flight, but it's not just that, because uh, uh, it's also about map control so don't see it uh, just as a space shooter, it's uh, more of a crossover between space shooting and also uh, map Control. So we got uh, also some sort of tactical uh, gameplay because uh, controlling the power-ups, uh, uh, controlling the ma- learning the maps. Uh, those are key points uh, in actually playing uh, this kind of game. Yeah, forget. Hey, right. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Okay,
2: well, um... that, that doesn't exclude one point, which is that, of course, learning the maps and learning the game are a very important part. CQC, but you don't need to know the map, don't need to know the gameplay, and you don't need to know the ships to play it. It's a very accessible mode of combat for new players to get in with no rebuy, no preparation. They don't need to be in the system. They can just drop in and learn to fight. So it has both of the aspects that Sonato just talked about and what I'm talking about going for it. It's really a lot more powerful than most people do.
0: Okay, Scouts, do you want to just jump in there and then we'll have a go at Shan?
7: Yeah, exactly what the secret saying. So you can start the game off, I mean, the very first time I started playing it, you start off with what they call an F-63 Condor, which is a federal fighter, if you like. Um... The, the weaponry you get with it will be uh, gimbal weaponry. You'll get pulse lasers with it. Uh, it is a very, very capable ship to use. Uh, you've got people who will go in there and they'll go, oh, but they're, they're at rank this, that, and they've got all the weapons. It makes no difference at all. If you know how to play the game in the main elite, it's a little bit quicker than that. Uh, the fighters will handle probably a, a little bit more responsive as well. Uh, but you can, you know, if you're accomplished in in flying elite, you can, you can jump straight into CQC. Um, The idea of it is, as well, is that people got flight assist off, so some people are very good at flight assist off, some people uh, can only really fly flight assist on. If you can kind of find a little bit in between, uh, whereby you can go flight assist on and then flight assist off when you come around corners and stuff like that, you can turn the tables on your opponent very quickly. And with the gimbal weaponry that the people start off with the ship that they first get can really make a massive difference. Generally, what Mac and I have done on the PlayStation 4 side of things, when I jumped over here and, and bumped into him and started chatting to him, is we won't go for the power-ups. And we'll also go, uh, the F, uh, Frontier did do it where, I think it was uh, must have been about a year, year and a half ago, where they did an update with CQC and they actually made the fixed weapons that you see um, in the loadout as actually fixed. There was no gimbal on them whatsoever. So, um, you know, we, we'll go in there and we, we'll use fixed weapons and we won't go for power-ups and that kind of business uh, unless we're being heavily outgunned. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so you can go straight in there and you can start kicking ass straight off.
0: Okay, shan do you
2: want to jump in? Uh, yeah, I was just just... Gonna...
6: Sorry.
7: Um, yeah, I was just going to
6: uh, ask a few questions, really, before we sort of get too down the rabbit hole. Um, I mean, I have played some CQC, admittedly not for a while, but usually when I'm out exploring and one of the issues uh one of the questions i have rather was that when a pvp mode or something new starts off everyone's new and it's sort of almost equal but then you get matched with the people who are really really good at it and they basically farm you until you can't do anything so it was a question around the matchmaking making and how is that um, prevented from just like being farmed because, and then the second question I have is, okay, well presumably we all use the standard elite controllers and things like that, what equipment do you have or would you recommend to help you well, play it?
2: So go back to your first question, this leads on from exactly what Colonel Skous was saying it's a very very different environment from friendly or competitive PvP him and McKay, the best players in the game, will drop to fixed weapons, they'll drop to different ships, and they will take new players in and fight them over and over again. There is no other way in a league without, you know, either fighting to 20% hull or 100 million credit rebuff of getting that combat experience. And the community in CQC will take you in. They'll fight you over and over and over again until you get things sorted. So it's really it's very, very different, and it's very, very accessible and then your second point about controllers, I mean, I counted all the methods you can make a binding on the ps four controller seventy six you know that's not far off pc keyboard
5: I don't well, even think, though I'm on pc at the moment, I'm playing on an Xbox controller, and yeah it's, I don't it's think controllers.
2: Fun. Make a difference, and you know, you'll have all the arguments about how your throttle could be placed, you'll have all the arguments about what thrusters you can use. It's not really an issue. And within the CQC environment, you can play with people and explore those options, which is very, very difficult in the main game.
0: Okay, um, uh, Scouse, do you want to jump in there?
7: Yeah, so we've we've got um, we started up a squadron. It was we started off like a CQC squadron for a lot of guys who wanted to play. Um, and we've got one of our pilots, uh, Eliath, who plays with us, and he plays on a DS4, or a PlayStation controller. And I I must admit, at, at times I, I I was like chatting to Mac, and I was going, Are "You sure he's on a DS4?" Because like he, he he plays exceptionally well. If I had to play on a DS4, really? the same against this guy. He would just wipe the floor with me every time. Now, I started playing Elite on a uh, HOTUS, um, what, what do we call it? Now, just just the uh, PlayStation HOTUS 4, if you like, but I'd like the PC version when I was played on the PC. Then I came over to PlayStation. I tried doing it on the DS4, and I was just so ham-fisted I literally couldn't fly a damn ship to save my life. So I then quickly went out and got myself uh, a PlayStation DS4, which is like the stick and the, the throttle. Um, I find that much easier to use, uh, because like you're saying on the PC, you've got keyboard controls and there are a lot of controls you can throw in there. Um, and you can do that with the, with the HOTUS 4. Um, but Eliath himself, you know, hat hat off to him. He flies exceptionally well and he will mince meet most people just with a DS4. Um, so as far as control, yeah, and, and, yeah, it's, it's, just with people... to quickly
1: interject, is the DS4, that's the standard PlayStation controller, yes?
7: So that is, yeah, yeah, and you've got another version for the Xbox, I think they've got like a, a silver coloured version or something, um, but it's exactly the same thing, it just costs a damn sight more, if you're going to buy it for a PC, it's going to set you back about £35 sterling, if you want to buy it for the PlayStation or the Xbox, I think they're knocking you out for about 75 quid, 70 quid. so they've just, bunged a load more money on it, because they know that's the only one that you can get on PlayStation and Xbox. They've got you over a barrel and they enjoy it. <laughs> Absolutely. And they're making a fortune out of us as well. Uh, Shan?
6: Yeah, I was also going to ask, um, I saw a calculation somewhere, is that it Would it, t- it? will take, at the current rate of getting a match and winning and points and stuff like that, it will take about two years to reach CQC Elite. I'm just wondering, is that figure right, do you think?
7: Or is it. If I can can take that one, it's taken. I I got into CQC uh, on the PlayStation 4 back in, I think it was July. It came out in June 2017, I think, Elite on PlayStation 4. I got into it probably just about halfway through July. Um, started, you know, Sidewinder, and trying to figure out what I'm going to do. I had a bit of information on doing it, but then I got into CQC, and that was a completely different kettle of fish because I'd already I already knew a little bit about the maps. I knew how the game was played. Um, so I got into that, and uh, I started doing fairly well to start off with. And e- even being a, a half-decent player, um, it still took me in the region of about 18 months to get to Elite. And I only earned, in my entire CQC career, from um, uh, beginner to Elite, about 20 million. <laughs> so you're not in it only for the 20. money. Only yeah. 20 million. Uh, and it's take. yeah, I mean, yeah, 18 months, pretty much. 18, 19 months, I think it took me. Ben?
1: So, I was just wondering, actually, you know how you were mentioning that the CQC community is really, really nice and really friendly and helps the players? Yeah. And that really is... that. You look at the League of Legends community, which is notoriously toxic. You look at any... You look at, like, Overwatch or Fortnite to take something topical. You look at the classics like Unreal or, or Quake. And... All the communities really are verging on toxic to mere, merely intolerable.
7: Oh, that's so agree, yeah.
1: Do you think the CQC community is so nice because essentially Elite Frontier have given them the shaft for so long, and they'll do—they want to be nice to help and get everybody in because CQC is great. It's a great fun mode, just. Frontier fucked it over. Absolutely,
7: yeah. I mean, the thing, that's, that's, that's the thing I don't understand, because when CQC was for, first born, if you like, and I think that was, was that 2016 on the PC they brought it out? Um, it was brought getting, out
1: in conjunction with the Xbox One
7: uh, release. That's right, that's right. I remember now. So so they brought it out, and, and, and when they first... Gave birth to it, if you like, what was a better word? Um, they also had something running alongside of it called the Icarus Cup. I don't know whether any of you guys remember that. I don't want to open wounds or anything. Is it you too soon to mention that? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, anyway. we will
0: start off another thread in the.
7: Yeah, I, I, I apologise, but anyway, I just you know they, they I think they did this to promote the CQC, and they also bunged a load of money in it. So they say, kind of said like you know on PC, yeah. if you, if you can win the championship, you'll get X amount. I can't remember how much it was. I know they put a nice big number up there, I and then the fine, something like that. And a proportion of it was PC. Proportion was for Xbox, and at the time there wasn't any on PlayStation Four. So uh, I remember being uh, hearing about this and CQC coming out, and I, I was one of those guys who sat on the PC and practiced and practiced and practiced and we all kind of got pretty good and blew each other up and figured out how to, how to play the game. And then when it was getting close to the time where this competition was going to kick off, uh, Frontier were getting a lot of uh, emails and a, a, a lot of uh, people asking them questions and they just went very quiet. And they went quiet for quite a considerable amount of time until all of a sudden they just came out with one statement saying that we have cancelled the Equals Cup and there wasn't an awful lot behind it. They didn't say why, um, and it just just it just went dead. And the thing that got me was not so much that the competition. I couldn't couldn't really give a damn about competition. If they'd sent a competition up where there was no money, it was just you know bragging rights or why, whatever they wanted us to do. But it was just—it was just getting behind the actual CQC and, and just breathing some real life into it, um, where you know they could, you know, get more people involved, um, have a bit more advertising behind it. Um, make some more game modes, maybe have people who, once they get, get into it and enjoyed it, like paint modes and, and, you know, do things to their ship. And, you know, they could have done the same thing they did with the main game, whether, you know, you've got paint jobs, you've got, you know, the, the kits you can put on the ships and all that. And you could have, I don't know, names on the side. Just something that they could, they could probably help promote the game and then they'd have enough people monetarily to run it. Um, but that never really happened. You know, they, they gave birth to it, and then it just thought it's not really working. They just left it to die, as far as I saw.
0: Okay, ill senator.
4: Well, I mean, yeah, they basically left uh, left it to die, but I don't think it was on purpose. I think they basically left it like this because they just uh, sh- uh, wanted to shift all the focus uh, they can they can shift on the actual main game. Uh, therefore, leaving uh, uh, CQC as it is uh, now. So I mean, uh, the, the whole idea of having um, uh, uh, PvP dog fighting. Uh, uh, module like we have now uh, it could have been you know uh, even inter- better integrated into um, into the main game you know uh, i was uh, i always suggested the, uh, something like uh, an actual integration uh, something like uh, uh, community goals, uh, the old community, go- uh, community goals or initiatives uh, that would integrate uh, uh, the CQC in the main game. I mean, there are uh, many ways to to make this uh, uh, CQC part of the actual main game. But as uh, uh, colonels uh, scouts uh, said, basically they they left it because uh, I think. It's just a matter of focus uh, on the on the actual on the actual main game, which is uh, which is what they are doing. I mean, we are seeing the results, and we'll definitely see uh, the result of this focus uh, in in uh, in the next year. I'm definitely expecting that. But uh, at this point, yeah, I don't think <laughs> uh, we will see more. Uh, that's 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 pretty sad to me, but. Uh, I'm I'm kind of okay. I'm telling you, I'm kind of okay. I, but I just I my wish is that uh, they will at least leave uh, what what we have uh, uh, in this way, so we can still enjoy this uh, super uh, super immediate uh, and accessible uh, 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 part of the game. Because it's what it is. It's a super immediate and accessible play where you where can just uh, get in and start shooting at everything you see. That's that's pretty much uh, the current point of uh, of CQC, which which uh, it is uh, what uh, it makes it uh, fun, after all. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> yeah. okay. come in there.
2: Yeah, well, I had a few things I wanted to respond to. First of all, Ben talked about toxicness of communities, and I'm sure all of us have a lot of experience in playing mmo games in working teams, you know sometimes you're fighting for things that take years people get very invested in them and i think that cqc just does not have that it's a real boon to the elite community and when you as i do you work with like a lot of pvp guys you work with a lot of gankers you're trying to integrate these things into a model of gameplay that's interesting and fun without being toxic CQC just ticks those buttons. we talked about new players. CQC gives you easy access to ships that you can just drop in and fight for 10 minutes. You don't have a rebound. I take on and suffer out new players every day. They're still as confused as they ever were by all these new initiatives that, really, that the FDEV guys have done. You have to be a very, very hardcore player to break through that. CQC allows you to break through that very quickly, get in and get fighting. I want to say that the two core pillars of Elite, since I played when I was 12 years old on the BBC, are exploration and combat. You can't do the two at the same time, unless you go out exploring, and then you come into CQC to play. Ventura talked about, should we get arcs for CQC? Well, we're That's going to come into to that later. That's stupid. Yeah.
3: Sorry, do, come one, yeah. Sorry,
2: the, the, the <laughs> final thing Senator said was, he, he's sad to see if it goes. It will only go if we don't push hard. PS4 is already on the verge. PC is kind of thing. Xbox is on the verge. If we don't push for this mode and try and let players understand what it can provide for them, you can drop into combat without having to go engineering, without having to try hard, or without having to matchmake, it has all of that already. I don't see why FDev aren't just pushing that for the new players because it's the quickest new player experience you will
4: get.
0: Okay, quick, okay, let's mix this up again. Il Senato, you go next, and then we'll have, we'll hear from Suverine.
4: Alright, so uh, here's the thing about uh, the community. Uh, there is one thing, there is one major blocker, though, about the community because it's the crossplay. Because we got, uh, uh, I mean, cross prat- cross, uh, cross platform uh, uh, play. You know, we got, uh, we got a number of, pl- uh, or okay, number of players uh, on PC. We got a different number of players on uh, PlayStation and Xbox. But the really big issue is that they can't play together. And of course, uh, we all know. The issues uh, uh, that are behind uh, the lack of this feature on Elite Dangerous. I don't know. I can't speak for Frontier if uh, this is uh, any. If this is ever gonna change. But uh, uh, in order to try to uh, uh, work around this issue, uh, we our Discord server basically. Um, uh, uh, invites basically all uh, all the platform together so uh, at the end it's, it's pretty much the same game and it's played in the same way across the different platforms uh, the only limit is that they just can't uh, play together but uh, uh in uh, in our community we all we uh, have a lot of veterans who are willing to help uh, uh new players uh willing to explain uh them and to introduce them into this uh, into this game mode and so on and also to organize uh uh, uh or- yeah, to have organized matches uh, and to find, uh, to easily find uh, players to play with uh, across the different platforms. That's, uh, yeah, the only limit, and I think it's a big one. I think uh, we should not underestimate uh, this limitation. Uh, I, I don't, as I said, I don't know, I can't uh, speak uh, for Frontier, I can't tell whether if it's technical or whatever. Uh, kind of limitation it is. It's uh, it's a very bad one. It's a very bad limitation. That's uh, I, that's all I say.
0: Okay. So you were gonna you you were going to uh, say I think what I was going to say. Off you yeah, go. Yeah.
3: There's there's a Sony released. A, this will be. Um, Sony uh, released a um, an announcement recently. Two weeks. Showed last week. I believe in which they they said that they were um now going to allow um developers to um in cross play um so it's a it's an opt it's an opt in thing developers have to make the choice to do it um and um as yet for, i mean this is a huge this is this is important for two reasons um one because um it means that the the onus of, of getting cross play moves to frontier rather than um and, and two, because so, Sony's um, reluctance to, to implement crossplay was the only impediment, as I understand it, for crossplay in Elite Dangerous. There was no, there's, there's no reticence from Microsoft to allow PC and um, uh, Xbox players to play together. The only impediment was uh, Sony didn't want PS4 players playing with anybody else. Um, so the fact that Sony have announced that they're no longer that they're no longer mind means that uh, we could see crossplay um between all three platforms in elite dangerous um which is brilliant. um and um, and as we discussed last yeah last week I'd probably only likely come about with uh, with a major um and and but also come with some pretty significant uh hurdles like that lots of players have the same commander name um and the second thing I was going to say is, um
0: You'll have to speak up. I think you're going very, very quiet. Oh,
3: sorry, sorry. I've, I've, I've changed my mic setup. So my, my mic is, um, I'm using my uh, my special good recording mic, which is on a boom arm, um, which means that when I walk away from my desk, you can no longer hear me clearly. Um, so I've got, now I'll gone back to my desk. Um, the second thing I was going to say, which is to um, uh, the comment about the Icarus Cup earlier, um, and something that I've noticed from tier, Um mentioned several times is that they they don't seem to understand why they are consistently accused of not communicating well. Um and I feel like the this attitude that players are often left with the feeling that they've been let down or led to believe that something was going to happen and then and then and then the rug ripped from beneath their feet. And I feel like this is the kernel of where Frontier could communicate better. There's been several times when they've said they're going to do something, and then abruptly not done it without really explaining why or, what or when it, when, or if it was going to be replaced. Um, and I think that leads to this persistent feeling that we're not being communicated. Now, you know, Frontier are not in, obliged to explain their decisions to us. But something like introducing power play and saying that Powers. There will be a collapse mechanic whereby the non-viable powers will leave the system and allow a space for new powers to ascend. You know why isn't that in the game? You said you were going to do it. Why isn't it there? Um, the Icarus Cup. You you removed it. That's the single development investment that you've ever made noises about for um, implementing for PvP, and you abruptly took it away um, and have said repeatedly that you're looking at alternatives. And it's now you know we're now four years later and nothing's happened. What what you know what why why is that? Um, the um, the dangerous games you said that would be the first of that would be the first event of many in which of a recurring sequence in which that the, the the roster of the powers would change over time. Why did you only do one? Why did you scrap it after that? This is what players this is what players mean when they say that you don't communicate well. You you get our hopes up for stuff and then can it without explaining without with, with nothing, with absolutely nothing at all. And it, um, and it really makes us feel like we're, we're, it, it, it's a real letdown.
0: Okay. Um, we'll go to Scouse next. Cause I think, I think the conversation is just flying in different tangents and I'm trying to bring it back to, uh, to what people uh, want to really originally talk about. So uh, okay. Scouse, can you go next?
7: Yeah, sure. So uh, a couple of the points. Um, so the, the the friendly side of it, if, if you want me to carry on, I've got a couple of points, so you've got the friendly side where it is, as uh, the other guys were saying beforehand, it's probably the only PvP side of Elite that I've seen where the people are willing to help other people, they're willing to go in there, they probably know what they're doing, they know what they're doing in the game, they're pretty decent at playing it, but they, they've got no problem at all bringing new guys in, new girls in and saying, look, this is how it works, this is kind of what I'm doing as far as the game itself Um, you know it's it's a great deal friendlier as far as the PvP that I've seen with a whole host of other games that I've played I'm a pretty big kid now I've been playing games for a while um, helping others, getting in there, showing them the rope, showing them the ship, showing them modules, that kind of thing, how they can work them. Uh, getting into team deathmatch is a great way of helping people out as well, because they can, like, you know, I'll play your wingman, you go in, you go and attack the target, this kind of business. This is kind of how you want to do it. This is how you want to use the structures. These are the power-ups you want to be using. Uh, if you're getting into trouble, you know, uh, Max has been an absolute advocate of this, and he's been, you know, one of the, greatest friendliest people i've seen in in any kind of pvp game with elite and that's been cqc um as far as the um you were saying like the crossplay, the only problem and i was i was getting this because i can see what max writing uh us on ps4 we we've got a we've got a vr on ps4 however it only works with select amount of games uh, with t- two of the main games that it works for. We've got like a, um, a like a Ace Combat that it works for and a couple of others. However, in Elite, it wouldn't work at all for us. So for example, if we were going cross-play against uh, PC and you've got guys who are using Vive and Oculus Rift in a CQC match, they're looking all around their cockpit seeing exactly where the target is kind of thing. And we'd be like, you know, we know what we would be doing, but then you'd be fighting off the back foot as far as far as far as we can see on that. Um, like on uh, bringing it into the main game if I could just quickly finish this off on bringing it into the main game one of the things that we we've been going on about an awful lot is just changing some of the game modes w- one of the ideas we thought they were going to bring CQC PVP into it was that they had kind of like Alliance Fed and, and, and Imperial and the ships they've got in the game are like this, this, this Fed so they've got the Imperial fighter they've got I think it's a Sidewinder and, and an Eagle um, and the idea we thought they might be incorporating was you could go to, say, an, a, a, an alliance station in one part of the bubble, you could go an imperial and federal station in another part of the bubble. And then they'd incorporate that into like a a battle across, you know, the the three main factions that have got in there uh, or incorporate into something like power play. You know, so you've got, you know, um, independence versus feds versus imperials where you could have some kind of you go into one of these three stations, the ones that you're a legion to. You go in there and you have a battle and you, you jump into the CQC and then this this would either... You know, incorporating into some kind of um, war where you could have these little mini battles between the three or between two um, and then th- that would that would greatly enhance it and bring it into the main game so not only would you be having CQC where you're just having PvP between you and this outside of the game but you could bring it in as well you know um, so yeah th- those are a couple of the points I just wanted to make on that
0: Fantastic. Oh, okay Kurgle can you just jump in?
7: Uh, yeah I was just going to say
5: on the crossplay Um, side of things. The thing I think that might appeal to Frontier with it is CQC is such a cut-down version of the main game that it might be a good place for them to test cross-play. Because you don't have as much of a game to impact, if you see what I mean. And um, I do think that there is going to be technical challenges, but it would be one of the main problems with cqc is the depth of the player pool and like that just seems like a free way of getting a deeper player pool um i take on board what you say about vr but i'd also say the majority of pc players aren't playing in vr and those that aren't are also similarly disadvantaged on the platform so you're only joining the you know the rest of the people that don't play in vr in that respect i think
0: yeah, I must admit that the amount of people that have, I mean, you hear a lot of people can say, oh, I've got a VR headset. Um, but the vast majority of uh, elite players don't have the VR headset. And though I will admit that having the head tracking is just the big of an advantage. Um, okay, Isika.
2: Yeah, well, what a lot of people maybe haven't seen is that we've been having a kind of text based discussion about the advantages of VR. And as people who play, dogfighting games of any type will know. Vision is key. So it is a big advantage in CPC. We were also talking about cross-platform and uh, I'm sorry but my opinion on it is that Sony are building this technology for games that will come in the future. It's not going to be retrograded into Elite and I think people that are hoping that it will be are flogging a dead horse. There are however very many ways to play elite that do involve engaging with other platforms that again is a non-cqc discussion but yeah uh, vr is something we hope to see on ps5 and i think elite will come to ps5 because that's not a big programming leap. crossplay i don't see happening at all for Elite. that's my opinion
0: okay shan do you want to jump in
6: Yeah, I was just sort of listening quite intently to the VR discussion and stuff like that, but I was going to ask another potential thorny question that I know people have been brought up, is should the CQC rank be shown in the main game, or should it be separate?
7: I think, yeah, he says so. I think they started off saying it should be, and, and as your ranks go up, that is seen not only in CQ but the main game. Uh, however, we haven't seen any of that whatsoever.
4: Uh, Alcica, <laughs> okay. uh, so, uh, should I go? All right,
2: <laughs> you got it. Ed. No, I was going to say uh, the rank system. I mean. There's lots of things that we think as a CQC community could improve the game. You know, rewards that transfer to the real So you might earn module sensors, you might earn credits, you might earn something from what you did in CQC. I think a lot of us hope that when they started bringing the training modules into the main interface on your right-hand side system panel, that that would then be a precursor to bringing CQC and So you could queue combat matches while you were out exploring. We haven't seen that. any of that, but you know, this is—it's the frustration with elite as a blanket, not just this particular mode. All okay. of possibilities well, are there.
0: Right, we're we're going to have to actually um, uh, move this conversation on. Um, Ilse Netro, would you like to just make a, a final point before we go on to the next part of the CQC chat?
4: To, to answer sean's question about the rank <laughs> I, I see many people not wanting uh, to have it uh, in a, in the a main rank screen uh, of your ship i I really I, I I'm sorry but really I don't understand uh, the point of uh, that argument I mean uh, it's an actual I mean while being completely separate uh, from the main game and we all and that's what it is, it's still part of a dangerous. So I really don't see why you should not uh, see your C- C rank. I mean, it, it's um, it's pretty. It would be pretty fair, especially to to people who actually play this game. I mean, of course we all play, and we all would like to to have it uh, to have a rank in your screen. But I really see no point in not in not having it that's um, that's that's my that's the way i see it at least
0: okay and scouts, do you want to jump in that
7: yeah so just 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 for the ps4 uh, guys and girls who are listening uh, we, as, as you probably know, uh, we've had um, the last update which came in April for us this year, uh, which was a big update for the game, big update across all platforms. However, and I know it caused problems. I don't want to go into the, all the main problems. One of the main problems we got on the CQC side was it never had a problem prior to this uh, when they brought the update in. Um, We then start experiencing problems whereby if we had, for example, team deathmatch and we had maybe six to eight players, you'd get halfway through the game and then all of a sudden we'd get this horrible blue screen disconnection, error code, blah, 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 and we'd all get kicked out. Uh, same thing happened in deathmatch Uh, another thing that happened to us which never had been seen before the update was you'd get shot and killed or blown up by somebody else which is all fair Um, but when you came back on from the respawn you knew your ship was in there you could hear yourself being in there however your screen was blind so you know you were a target but you couldn't see anything um, which is another major fault they've had Um, they then We had tickets. They said, if you've got a problem, send a ticket in. So nearly everybody who played CQC sent tickets in. Then with the amount of tickets we sent in, we kept on sending emails to them saying, look, you know, we sent the tickets in. Nothing's happened. Um, It's now been five, nearly six months down the line. Uh, They said, "Okay, now, uh, well, if it's a real problem, you've got to vote for it. It's like, Christ, we've sent so many tickets in. So now we started voting for it. A load of votes went up um and yet still nothing came through i think mac was he's he's been kind of our champion through this he's been firing a shed load of emails into them and i think it was only up until about two weeks ago something like that he'll probably hammer me for this two three weeks ago um he got a reply saying oh yes we are looking into this we're looking into the problems um however we're finding it very very difficult to fix it um so yeah it just seems like from our side on our platform, um, you know, they're they're not really, uh, and Elias has done it as well. He sent a shed load in. He's been firing emails in. He's like another one of our top pilots. Um, And for all the people who've sent everything in from the PS4 side of things, it just feels like we're just not being listened to. I don't know uh, because I've not played on Xbox and I haven't played CQC on PC for a while because my PC is now getting very old. Um, But yeah, Uh, So I don't don't know what you guys got to say about that.
0: Right. Um, Well, what I'm going to do now is that um, it's it's pretty obvious you guys are enthusiastic about CQC. Um, So we'd like to run some things past you about, you know, a lot of the improvements that people have been wanting uh, or have been, uh, suggested for CQC ever since it came out. So um obviously the first point is where do you think it would be the best place that sh- if if we could put it in the main game, where would be the best place for it for you to access it?
7: Uh we'll go
2: comms panel.
7: Yeah that sounds
2: you should have incoming messages from either randomly generated or PC commanders.
7: Mm-hmm.
2: I mean, player characters, that would appear in your comms panel. Just the same way as if you're working for a faction and they suddenly say, oh, goodness me, can you go and solve it this item for us? Inquiries for battle should come in through that mechanic already exists. I don't see why they'd use it.
7: No, absolutely second that as well. Uh, I've been, you know, come on Kate's been saying that to uh, myself and I've been saying it too. So, like, you can go into the game, put your name in there, I'm looking for a game, then you can play the main game uh, and then, you know, uh, just as Aesthetica. Sorry, how do I pronounce Aesthetica,
2: it? no, it's just I've, I've had my name pronounced 400 different ways. I love it. Brilliant. Yeah,
7: we're
0: going to try and get as many different combinations in there as possible.
7: Don't worry about <laughs> it. This is my thing. My it's bloody <laughs> terrible. I'm looking at a very small <laughs> screen. I apologise. But uh, yeah, no yeah. yeah, yeah. So I mean, basically, just having it. So you, you've got it in the comms panel. You've gone in for a game. I'm looking for a game. And then whilst you're playing the main game, doing whatever you're doing, farming or, or exploring, or you know whatever or whatever you have there. Uh, then, like I don't know, something something pings up there to say uh, there's X amount of players now um, in on that server. If you wish to join, you know, press this button and you you'll be taken in the next five seconds or something. Um, and no. that that would that would be
0: could be great. Well, you said that this is one of the things that some people have suggested that it's only available from say a station menu. I
2: mean, uh, but that that just that doesn't increase immersion. And it doesn't, as as far as I see, offer any advantages. The comms panel runs. It's really quite powerful, the comms panel. And I don't see why they wouldn't just use it. You know, they, we're looking to increase immersion, increase player interaction, get people into battles where they can be. I, I don't see why a battle would be organised like a football tournament from a station menu.
0: Okay, Commander Senator, do you want to jump in there?
4: Yeah, yeah. All right. So, yeah, about the immersion, uh, the issue. The I see many potential issues uh, here because you know you are uh, in a battle in open mode with other players, and you could be like, oh, oh sorry, I got a CQC match, so you could. Use that uh, as an excuse to run away. So uh, I think it's not really um, just a matter of immersion. It's also a a matter of of the implication on the potential, uh, the potential implications on the other aspects of uh, of the main games uh, uh, gameplay. So uh, yeah, I think uh, it, it should only really be accessible from station, and it's not only about. The accessibility. It's also about the whole integration. So uh, I I probably already mentioned earlier, but uh, I think there it's there should be also some kind of you know uh, rewards, and it's not just money, but. Think about materials, think about commodities, think about uh, data, think about uh, uh, anything else, uh, even arcs, arcs. Oh God, arcs. I, I still don't understand why we don't get arcs uh, 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 because of, uh, arcs after planes, you can see. I, I don't get that. I, I really wa- uh, want to believe that it, it was just uh, frontier Forgetting about that, and it's not about them not wanting, or it's just about uh, forgetting. I mean, that's okay, they only got like 10 people working on on the whole game, so uh, fair, all right. But uh, really, if we want uh, to see this game mode succeed, we uh, should really. it's uh uh it's about the integration not just uh, as i was saying not just uh, having a way to join from the main game but also uh having rewards and uh, uh I- having an active impact of uh what you are uh, you are doing in the main game
0: right um well um, we're gonna have to quickly move this along because we are Desperately running out of time here, so I'm going to quickly touch on uh, a couple of things. Yeah, obviously, um, we were going to bring up the fact that um, not getting arcs in CQC was a bit of a surprise and a disappointment to I think everybody here. Yeah. Um, but yep. just quickly, um, now we we have to mention the CQC Discord. Do you think that CQC needs that kind of lobby functionality in it? In order to help build these games,
4: uh, I think it also depends. It mainly depends on what you mean by lobby, because after because we we already have a, some sort of a lobby system. But if we mean a public lobby where people can chat, and yeah, can, in game. And the, I mean, yeah.
0: in game. So you you know, go to you go to the CQC site, and there's a chat window uh, down the side, and you can have, and, and you don't have to go into the CQC uh, Discord because people who want to play CQC are already there.
4: I would probably add a... Uh, uh a tab to the main chat screen, you know, you already got uh, uh, a lot of tabs, one for your squadron, one for the system, and so on. I would just add um, a CQC chat tab, but I don't think it would be uh, main, uh, uh, the biggest thing we need right now. I think the biggest thing we need uh, is before adding the chat, uh, would be definitely to have a better integration, as as I was saying Arcs, uh, actual rewards, uh, and so on. If you don't uh, give rewards, the players uh, will play just for sake for the sake of uh, of, uh, <laughs> of having some fun, and that's it. But uh, I sh- I think we should give an actual enc- uh, we should actually encourage players in in some in some way some other way than just being like hey come here play with us i mean that's yeah, sure that's it's right. it, it's a lot of fun it's a lot of fun because uh, as uh, we already said here uh, we're a, a lot of uh, uh, play a lot of veterans willing to help uh, it's a really friendly it's a relatively uh, very friendly community here we're all willing to help new players and to introduce them so uh, it's okay but uh, that that doesn't really work for uh, anyone. I mean, ma- uh, many people like just get some rewards, which is fair, which is okay. not fair.
0: Okay, quickly, um, Ben.
1: Just taking us very quickly back to joining in game. We've got the ideal place to join. We've got our ball cam, whatever the hell you want to call it. You know, you look down. You've got a great big panel between your legs. It's so all for launching <laughs> ship launch fighters and SLF. <laughs> Why the hell can't that go off? And you know, you plug in your neural link, like the same thing you use to connect your your SLF, and instead of going into your SLF, you're plugged into a fighter in CQC.
0: Okay, quickly Shan, and then Silverine, and then I think we'll 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 begin to round it up.
6: Okay. Uh very quickly queuing them up so i'm just gonna light the blue touch paper and run away um no cqc display in game okay if cqc is an in-game sport why would you have your proficiency as a sport broadcast because you don't see people walking around with how good they are at football on their t-shirts Yes,
0: you do. If you've never so you been in
1: Walking
6: run you there, a Oh, oh anyway, you open anyway, up a can of worms. A, anyway, <laughs> anyway um, CQC in game. Um, yes, I, I see how it's a sport, and you can almost have your little arcade console in your ship and plug in and stuff. Great. But if you can control a ship from any distance with such a little lag and stuff like that, why are we even in our ships? Why can't we just sit down oh, and,
2: oh, do oh. and do <laughs> hollow <set> do <laughs> oh, oh, right. me?
3: So okay, okay. Any, yeah. Chan, Chan, we're uh, gonna stop that. We're gonna stop that
0: because that is where it, it'll it'll start going up. We don't have time to cover all that kind of stuff
6: now. Yeah. So I'm being mischievous, but how to oh. improve it? How to improve it. Um I think there's there's several things that need to improve it. Basically, it needs an observer mode so people can watch it and see how fun it is and stuff like that because it can't be an eSport unless there's an observer mode and you can stream it. That's a huge thing that's missing from it. Um, Secondly, it kind of needs to lose the tag of um, it's something you do when you're bored and got nothing else to do. And hopefully the guys on here and this particular... Uh, episode has kind of given people the idea that it isn't something just to be bored, and it is something that's very valid, and mm-hmm. there are people on board that end to ha- hand. But I think it needs support. It need, just needs Frontier to back it, either with prize money or anything like that. It just can't be left to wither and die like other parts of the game.
0: Okay, uh, quickly, Silverine, before we can, we've got to wrap it
3: up after this one. Wacky, <laughs> wacky idea. Um, have Uh, If we have walking around next year, um, have the CQC console as a part of the ship, say, like a console and the bridge, and you get up out of your seat and walk over to it. I'd like it. And then that's. that's,
7: Yeah, I going
3: through.
0: Right. No, we haven't covered everything. Um, there was a whole load of about three or four extra bits of notes which we were not able to cover it's, it's, it seems that um, CQC um, as there's a lot more to it than what a lot of people were, were saying uh, and guys at some point in the future would you all be able to come back in and discuss it all?
2: Absolutely
4: love yeah? to. Oh, yeah. Sure, why not?
0: Okay Um <laughs> Uh, just quickly, uh, what do you guys think? Do you think that it will still be around when the 2020 update
7: comes? I certainly hope so. I mean, Max has just been saying that I've just seen him writing down that FZ said multiple times that they've been working on a fix for the next major update. for. uh, What they said
2: about three months ago was that there were certain background issues inherent in CQC that could not be fixed without major overhaul, so therefore it would not be touched till next year. Now since they said that, all references that have been deleted. So who knows ah, really? what we're actually going to do.
4: I mean, I mean uh, you know, uh, if you remember, like, one or two years ago, they basically pulled out uh, the single, uh, uh, the separate uh, that was uh, arena.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
4: yeah, yeah, they, they pulled out uh, it from Steam, but that uh, uh, doesn't, I, I really don't see a link uh, with uh, this uh, from uh, to the fact that they may uh, completely, Uh, pull uh, the wall uh, uh, arena out from the game. I don't really see... The question
2: actually is, are they honest developers or are they terrible developers? If they start to delete core parts out of their program, that makes them terrible developers. What they're telling us is that in 2020, this kind of four-year plan, because a lot of this was announced Mm -hmm. back in 2016, this Mm -hmm. four-year plan will finally come to fruition and we will see a lot of the things that they have said Elite could produce. But let's not forget that quite a lot of things that they said that they would do in 2014 ended up being rebranded into Horizons and didn't come until 2016. So... Okay, guys, we're going to have to wrap it up there.
0: Guys, we're going to have to wrap it up there. Obviously, there's an awful lot more that we can discuss on this, but uh, for the moment, we'd like to thank everybody who's taken part in in this discussion, and we would love to have you back to take this into into a more in-depth at a later point. Um, So for the moment, uh, what we'll do is... And I don't think we even got time for, for any adverts. So uh, one thing that we will, will want to do is uh, put out a community question. Uh, so, I mean, what would it take for uh, you to take an interest in CQC? So um, if you have any opinions on that, send it in to info at radio.com and, and we'll, we'll obviously add that discussion in, in for a future show. Um, but... Just quickly going through uh, the the usual shout outs. Um, we last year we had uh, last year last week we had the Elite Aid Bushfire um, Appeal, and we've got a reply, a reply from Boo the Hamster One, um, who says, uh, "Hey guys, wanted to send a huge thank you for the shout out in last week's episode about the upcoming Elite Aid 24 hour live stream to support the Qld Rural Fire Brigade." Um, Oh, good grief! Uh, he lives in uh, Bris Vegas, Bris Vegas, in other words, close to Brisbane, and have friends who are impacted by these fires. You guys rock zero 07. Um, so obviously, <laughs> but with what's happened with the guys in the hive yesterday and it, uh, last week, it obviously fire seems to be a bit of a uh, a bad issue at the moment. Um, we also have our sister station, um, Hutton Orbital Radio, and that broadcasts on a Thursday at uh, 20. Uh, uh, at half past eight or twenty thirty GMT. Uh, those of you who would like to tune into it can go to tv.forthemug.com or if you just want the audio, radio for the mug.com. Um, something that's very appropriate for this discussion for the discerning command who likes uh CQC action. Um, you can find all these lovely gentlemen uh, on the cqc discord at discord.me/slash elite dangerous cqc. And if this slot can get me a game of CQC at 3 o'clock in the morning on a Sunday, then it will work for anybody. Um, I'd just like to quick say that Top Shift 117 has just been released. So if you can go to YouTube, then uh, you'll find that there. So we'd just like to thank everybody who's chipped in on the Twitch chat and the aim game commanders. And of course, we will we will thank, in no particular order, Commander Massacre. (laughs) Well done, Commander Ilsenato.
4: Yes. (laughs) Thank you, guys. Thank you. Thank you.
0: Thank you to Commander McKate, who's been making wonderful contributions in the chat room, and of course, Commander Colonel Ace Scouse.
7: Yeah, it's uh, been a pleasure, guys.
0: For joining us this week uh, and of course thanks to uh, to Ben and thanks to Shan and thanks for Kurgle and thanks to souverine for all the input that we've had um I take it that we do we will be hearing from uh, Commander Witherspoon uh, after this broadcast
1: yes we will
0: so stay tuned for the most excellent galnet news but that is it for another episode of live radio if you can like I just it, ha-
1: Colin can I do oh, want oh, to put ben. in the last second thing. Ben. Oh, you never—you didn't ask us. Does anybody have anything else they'd like to say? <sighs> yes, but I do have something else I'd like to say.
0: Certainly, Ben. Thank you for bringing it to my attention. Carry on.
1: You're most welcome. So, as you mentioned, we have the elite Aid bushfire thing, uh, which we mentioned last week. Where that stream is actually going live from in-game time twenty-three hundred on Friday, uh, all the way through. Uh, I think it's now thirty-seven. Out of 24 hours, we'll be streaming. Our live radio will be doing our stream at the moment. We're scheduled for nine o'clock through till 12 o'clock on Saturday morning. So if you can be there, be there and help me. I'm probably going to be doing a bar crawl because what else does one do at nine in the morning? Lovely.
0: Okay, well, if I'm about, I'll, I'll drop okay. by and, and give you some moral support
1: and coffee, please, coffee.
0: No, I'm just gonna give you moral support. Whiskey? <laughs> oh, <for shelter. laughs> You're asking us. <laughs> <free was laughs> <free.
1: laughs>
0: just no. Anyway. Before I carry on with this light bit, has anybody else got something they'd like to bring up? No, Three, I think we are
2: so one. grateful to have had a follow. Thank you.
0: Okay then. Um Right, that's it for another episode of Lave Radio. If you'd like to get in touch with the show, you can email info at You can hit us up at facebook.com slash radio, or tweet us at live radio, or you can join our Discord server by going to discord.io slash radio. We have a TeamSpeak server where commanders come to hang out and chat, which you can find at teamspeak.laveradio.com. Do get in touch if you have any questions. Uh, and of course, the, uh, the community question is there for you to, uh, to reply to. Or if there's anything else you'd like us to discuss in the future episode. Just please get in touch. Lave Radio is recorded live on a Tuesday evening at uh, half past eight, uh, British Summer Time summertime at the moment. Uh, it'll be changed next week, though, and streamed out at laveradio.com slash live. So, until next time, commanders, fly safe. And if you can't do that, fly dangerous.
9: Of October 3305. We read the news so you don't have to. In this week's news, let them eat meat. Full throttle to Samatus Beacon. September update blamed for digestive disruption. Let them eat meat. Princess Ashley Vow has been condemned for insensitive comments as the food crisis deepens. Speaking in Semis, the People's Princess suggested that if grain, fruit and vegetables are in short supply, the people should try a carnivorous diet instead, saying that she highly recommends albino cuecha mammoth meat for its tender succulent steaks, and Sanuma decorative meat for its artistic presentation both on and off the plate. The food shortages are due to a blight affecting all agricultural crops, which is struck simultaneously in a number of systems, including Baijungu. Stocks of agricultural produce have fallen rapidly in starports in the affected systems, amidst rumours of stockpiling and panic buying. Riots have been reported in a number of systems, as the poor and underprivileged find themselves unable to pay inflated prices for basic foodstuffs. The Vandermeer Corporation, which earlier in the year was implicated in the nanomed scandal, has offered to help the Interstellar Association for Agriculture to understand this mysterious new contagion, which is killing off the vegetation on hundreds of planets already with fears that the plague could become galaxy-wide there is as yet no indication whether the Blight is naturally occurring, or has been spread deliberately, or even if it might have been seeded by Thargoids during their earlier invasion. But in the light of the very rapidly diminishing foodstocks, it seems likely that a number of systems will rapidly become victims to famine by the end of the week. Nathaniel Lopez of the Galactic Welfare Trust says that the Trust is unable to procure or distribute enough food cartridges to meet the nutritional shortfall already affecting millions of inhabitants, although the separate appeals for assistance from Diso and Aurev appear to be attracting a significant response. Meanwhile, entrepreneurs have been piling into the affected systems to see what effect the blight has had on the price of void opals. The Blight is expected to continue to plague the galaxy until the coming of Fleet Carriers in December. Full Throttle to Semitus Beacon Had he been 35 seconds faster, the winner of the Full Throttle at Perico time trial could have flown across the galaxy and back and still been victorious according to details released today. Commander Alot is well known for his record-breaking cross-galaxy jaunts, having flown from Sol to Sagittarius A star in less than 1 hour and 38 minutes, and he's also a keen buckyball racer. The full throttle at Pareco time trial gave competitors 20 minutes to visit as many stations as they could but if they were still within the 20 minutes as they landed at the last station, they were permitted to take off and fly to one more station. The key measure was the number of stations visited, with the actual time taken used only as a tiebreaker. Commander Alot, flying his Imperial Courier, the Basque-Mobile, was the fastest of four commanders to land at 19 stations. However, had he been 35 seconds quicker, he would have been permitted to take off again and fly to one more station his 20th, with no time restriction. He could therefore have buckyballed across the galaxy to the furthest possible system and returned, as long as he was back in time for the event finishing at midnight on Sunday, and thus he could have taken seven full days to complete the course, and still won. The Buckyball Racing Club is said to be looking for a contract lawyer. To help draft the rules for its next race. September Update Blamed for Digestive Disruption The podcast version of Galnet News Digest suffered significant outages last week in a series of incidents linked to the so-called September Update. Some fans reported that they received neither the Tuesday nor the Thursday podcast, while others reported that the Tuesday podcast had somehow been issued as an episode of Live Radio. By contrast, Alec Turner of the Buckyball Racing Club reported that he'd received an unwanted bumper bundle download of all 317 bulletins. It's widely believed that everything that goes wrong in the galaxy is attributable to the September update and this is certainly borne out by the symptoms. It is believed that the new system whereby listeners are paid in ARCs to put up with listening to the quite frankly rather tedious news had somehow broken the podcast distribution mechanism. The 3rd September update, dated 11th of October, is believed to have fixed the problem, and the Pilots' Federation is understood to be working to reclaim any excess editions of the podcast that may have been downloaded using this exploit. Commander Alec Turner is likely to wake up one day soon to find that 634 episodes have been deleted from his accounts, and if he doesn't have that many, that the balance will be deducted in credits if necessary by selling his ships and modules. If he didn't want this to happen, he shouldn't have exploited the bug in the first place. And that's this week's Galnet News. Galnet News, we read the news so you don't have to
2: Night-night.